Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Mosier, and this is the Mosier Media Podcast. And today, I want to share with you a little bit of life in Ohio in October, where the leaves are just beautiful, and the temperatures at about 70 to 75 degrees during the day is the high, and at nighttime at 45 to 50 as the low. And I have to tell you, this is the reason... I stay in Ohio is this weather. Well, there's a lot of reasons I stay in Ohio, but I always think on these beautiful days we have in the fall, this has got to be one of the greatest places to live in the country. And certainly California is beautiful. New York is incredible. And of course, in the middle of winter, who doesn't like to go down to Florida and visit the beach? But with roots here in Ohio and with business and with family and with life, right here in good old uh, Akron, Ohio. This is where uh, we're planted. And as my grandmother always used to say, bloom where you're planted. And certainly uh, we have been blessed to have uh, all kinds of great things here with a great business and uh, a a lot of good um, opportunity. But what I wanna talk about is what happens in fall in Ohio is these leaves. We have a ton of trees on our property and it's relevant If you listen to this podcast, because I like to talk about business sort of things, and especially the business of creative and the the challenges you face when you're running a a small, uh, whether it be a photography studio or a video production company or a small uh, digital media firm, or you're just working in the creative field. And you might listen to this podcast because most of my topics are related to something in the creative field related to business or finding clients, but I'm very fascinated with business in general and the way big companies run their businesses. And here's what happened this weekend when we were faced with the falling leaves, as we are every year in about mid-October, and the city of Fairlawn, where we live, they will come by and pick up the leaves if you bag them. So this is our, our annual ritual. We get out all the rakes and the leaf blowers and the lawnmowers, all this equipment. And we decide, of course, uh, we're going to go ahead and just do this ourselves. We're not going to contract this out. A lot of my neighbors will have a company and they come in and they have these giant blowers and these zero turn mowers that are amazing. And they come in and get the whole thing done in an hour and they're gone. But me and my son do this ourselves. So I have this leaf blower and it's a craftsman and it came from a friend who lives in the town just south of us, Canton, Ohio, and he was loaning it to us and it it didn't work. It it wasn't working. He said, if you could get that working, uh, frankly, you could just have the thing. And I thought, well, so I look online for Craftsman Service Center and I'd love to get this leaf blower going. It's a one of those two-stroke, uh, two-cycle kind of thing. So it's real powerful, and you got to put the special gas oil mix in it. You can't just use the regular gas, right? So I Google Sears Craftsman Service Center because I had called a couple of local uh, tractor uh, supply shops or the uh, farm equipment shops that we have, and all of them said, we don't work on Craftsman. We can't get parts for Craftsman. You got to call Sears. So I called the, the Sears, and on the Google, on the Google, it has a service center listed at Belden Village Mall. So I call, and of course, it's an 800 number, and of course, it goes to a call center, and I don't want to be a bad person. I'm not going to say anything bad about call centers or this is not a derogatory in any way towards the call center. I'm just going to share this experience. 
So I call and I realize I'm being connected with somebody very far away and we're having a hard time understanding each other. And I go through the script as I'm explaining what's wrong with the leaf blower and the person on the other end doesn't understand what a leaf blower is. And I thought, well, this is odd. You're working at the Sears Craftsman Appliance Repair Center, you know, call center. And he's having a hard time understanding what the appliance is that I need to have repaired. I'm having a hard time understanding that there is no Sears Appliance Repair Center at the Belden Village Mall. So we have uh, several miscommunications or or, or struggles here, uh, trouble connecting on what needs to get done. So I used the address of my friend's house in Canton, Ohio, because I figured that's where uh, he'd be able to call up where the closest service center is. And we don't have one in Akron for some reason. There's one in Cleveland and one in Canton, but there's no Craftsman Sears Appliance Repair in Akron. I don't know why. So basically, I think that I'm scheduling an appointment with him to bring the thing into the Belden Village Mall Sears to have it serviced. And what this person is trying to do is schedule an appointment to have someone come out and service our leaf blower at our home, which he believes is the address I'm giving him in Canton. So we have several disconnects here. And so what I realize is as I go over to the Belden Village Mall at the scheduled time to drop this stuff off, I discover there is no service center. There's no service center at all. There's a Sears. There's a Sears Auto Outlet, but no Craftsman or Sears service center. This blower... I can buy brand new for $99, maybe. Maybe it's $150. There's one at Lowe's for $199. That's phenomenal. The problem I have is I cannot throw this blower away. It worked last year. I remember it working. It's only a couple years old. I have a, not a hoarding problem, but a a protect the environment problem, perhaps, Which is very funny because I googled these leaf blowers when I was trying to solve this problem. And there is a great deal of information online about how the leaf blower, the two cycle engine, is one of the most polluting devices that we have ever. Somebody printed a statistic or wrote a statistic on the Internet about the two cycle leaf blower that running one of them for 30 minutes puts more pollution in the air than driving a Ford F-150 for 3,000 miles. I don't know if I believe this statistic, but apparently they're extremely inefficient. So here I am trying to save the planet by having this thing repaired so I don't have to throw it into a landfill. It seems foolish to throw it into a landfill and go buy another one. But that's what I want to do, right? I want to just get it repaired to save the planet, even though I could just go buy a new one for uh, $200, let's say. And when I was on the phone with the person at the call center, he told me the diagnostic charge was $89 just to look at the leaf blower. And it might be covered under warranty. A lot of these Craftsman products have these lifetime warranties, so maybe it'd be covered under warranty. But the point being is I never found out because what happened The service person went to the Canton, Ohio address looking for me with my leaf blower. But in the confusion, once I realized there's no appliance service center at the local mall, I just left. The phone call to get this appointment set was about 20 minutes of my life. 
I did not feel like, like calling back and saying, where is your service center? I just gave up and I thought, maybe I'll just buy a spark plug. Maybe I'll try to fix it myself. Uh, maybe I'll have a, the, you know, my friend that works on, is real talented working on cars. Maybe he could look at it. I thought, this is just crazy. So then I get this text, get this text message on the, the following Saturday morning that said, your service technician is on his way. Please click here to confirm. So then I click here to confirm. Now I go to this website where through my phone, I am chatting with Mary Smith, the service center advisor, who's telling me that the service technician is on his way to look at my leaf blower. And so here's my opportunity to say, okay, well, let me give you the correct address in Akron, Ohio. Well, this confuses them so tremendously. And I, I thought, okay, well, now I'm in, a, I'm in a 10 minute chat trying to explain I'm not at this address, that I put that address in because it was close to the mall where the service center was. So I wanted them to find the right service center because I thought I was going to bring it there. This is a disaster. So then they disconnect. The chat itself just simply disconnects because I go to say the next thing and it's gone. And I've, I've you know, spent five or 10 minutes chatting with this person trying to explain. So then today, here we are on Monday, I get a phone call from Sears and they're asking me uh, if I want to reschedule my canceled appointment. And I have, I'm talking to a live person that sounds like me and is probably somewhere in the area. And I said, oh, my gosh, I'm glad we connected. You know, I feel terrible that we've, we've had the wrong address or we missed you. And I spent 15 minutes on the phone with him trying to figure out where the technician would be in the Akron area because his system was showing all the technicians in Canton. He was having a hard time scheduling. We live in Akron, Ohio, and we are in the void. This uh, area has no craftsman service technicians anywhere. It's just we're in the void. We're in the black hole. We're in the Bermuda Triangle of uh, craftsman service technicians. So this is simply not going to get fixed. And I've just come to realize I am going to just have to throw this leaf blower away and go buy another one. I thought, well, you know, my son is 14. Why don't we just give him a rake? Let him just rake the leaves. Why? 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 Did... And then I started thinking, why am I maintaining all of this equipment? I have a yard shed. And in this yard shed, I have, for some reason, I have two lawnmowers. I have a snowblower, which is really nice. It was a gift. It's a beautiful snowblower. And my my driveway is kind of odd, so it's it's hard for the trucks to come in and do this. So have, have, I can't have a plow service because they can't quite get back around. To, so it's easier for me to just to do the snow blowing. But we have two lawnmowers, a snow blower. We've got a collection of these leaf blowers. Believe it or not, I have a couple of old leaf blowers that are completely lost causes. I can't bring myself to throw them away. Again, I'm thinking I'll just have them fixed. Meanwhile, I just go buy a new one. And it seems like I'm buying a new leaf blower every year. So the challenge for me is, why am I maintaining all of this equipment? And part of it is because I, I have a son who's 14. He should be out there blowing the leaves. And quite frankly, the, the process of putting them into the 42-gallon trash bag so that the city of Farallon can come pick them up, this is a nightmare. This is awful. So the dilemma we have here is, do we continue to try to maintain all of this equipment? Or do we just contract it to a company and go enjoy our lives? Because now I've got at least 40, 45 minutes in phone time with call centers over the leaf blower. They have probably sent one, if not two technicians out at different times to the wrong address. So 
the math here it doesn't work. Something is off. Something just isn't right. At this point, I am thinking I probably could just pay a company, a landscaping company, to come out and handle all these leaves. They could come in and out in an hour. The problem is we have a lot of trees. We have piles and piles of leaves. And again, with the driveway that I have, that it's hard to get. So maybe the, the cost of having the landscaping company would be exorbitant. The problem is you really have to put a pencil to it and decide what is your time worth? How do you want to spend your life? Because the idea of being on the phone with a call center for another 45 minutes, and frankly, the idea of wasting a technician's time is also uncomfortable for me because I've been on the other end of that. We all have, where you show up to do a job or you show up to meet somebody and there was a miscommunication. So frankly, if that technician lost out on money or could have done another service call that was more profitable or, or more meaningful, I would feel bad if he's waiting at the wrong address for me. And I think at this point, the Sears and Craftsman call center, I don't think they want anything to do with me because of all these uh, all this confusion. I think uh, it's just a lost cause. So I went over to the Home Depot to buy trash bags. And I'm going to have probably $50 in trash bags. They, they sell them for $25 a, a, a box. You get the giant, you know, they're, it gives you the breakdown. They're, they're 52 cents a bag. So you got $50 in trash bags. And the, the Home Depot and all of these stores, absolutely fascinating. Uh, certainly the idea of self-checkouts has been around forever. But the, the Home Depot self-checkout, I'm standing in line, and I have accepted the self-checkout as an easy way to get out of the store. I'm buying two things. I'm paying with a credit card. All of the kiosks at these self-checkouts all have my email address, so I don't even need to take a receipt. I scan two boxes of trash bags. I stick the credit card in. I hit finish and pay. And it emails me the receipt because our emails are now attached to the credit cards. And I've been to the Home Depot so much. They just it just it's all programmed and ready to go. And out I go. And as I'm doing mine, I'm looking to the right. And I see this gentleman who is not ready to embrace this change. He is having a little trouble with the kiosk. And he didn't appear to be much older than me. Uh, I don't I don't think it was an issue where he was confused by technology. I think he felt that the store was shortchanging him, that he deserved the service at the end. And so here we all are. It's Saturday in middle October in Akron, Ohio. It is 74 degrees and sunny out. And so here we are fighting our battles with equipment failure and uh, service call centers that can't quite figure out how to how to get to you. And the Home Depot where you've got to spend the money to clean up your yard and then you get there and there's no service at the end. I, I could just feel his frustration. I don't know who this person was, but I could just look over and read the body language Like, what am I doing with my life? We have a limited amount of time on this planet. Certainly, the weather turns lousy here in Ohio, and it's lousy for five months, let's say. And so, a beautiful, sunny 74 degrees, the last thing you want to be doing is standing there fighting with the kiosk or feeling like you're you're not getting your project started. You want to just go do your project and be done with it. So... 
he actually got a little loud and started yelling at one of the helpers, you know, as, as the machine, the kiosk begins to figure out that the operator is having a problem. It starts blinking and flashing and the alarms go off to alert the helper, the Home Depot employee. They need to come and help out with this thing. And I have to admit, I was mildly amused at this. I, I felt his pain, but at the same time, I was mildly amused. I wanted to have a talk with him. I really wanted to interview him to see just how angry he was. Like, where is this going? Like, where is your anger really rooted? What's the real problem here? As if I'm going to be able to help him solve it. And anger became the theme uh, later in the day when the one working leaf blower that we have, uh, my son, put the wrong gas in it. He put the gas oil mix in a leaf blower that is a four cycle or the four stroke engine or whatever it is that just requires the regular gas. And I had bought at one point these cans of regular gas that's supposed to be better for lawnmowers and leaf blowers and one that's supposed to be better for snow blowers to keep the equipment working. They tell me you don't want to put the the gas from the gas station in it. You want to buy the gas in a can. It's five bucks. And then one of them is pre-mixed with the 40 to 1, the right oil to gas ratio, and the other one is just gas, but it's really great gas for your lawnmower. Use this. So I, I buy this stuff. So I come home from the Home Depot, and he's telling me that, that they can't get it started, and he shows me the gas can that he used, and I said, that's the wrong can. That's the gas oil mix. So now he's taken the one good working leaf blower that we had, and he's uh, broken it can't get it started so now i have three or four leaf blowers that and i am i'm angry i'm angry i've just spent 50 dollars on trash cans it's a beautiful day i'm not getting anything done and i i just flip out and i thought now the real cost the real cost of doing this in-house instead of contracting it out is that i'm harming my relationship with my son we could be out doing something different we could have been out with friends that were going off to the uh, apple orchard. Uh, we could have been uh, golfing. I mean, uh, sunny and 74 in Akron, Ohio on a fall day, you could be doing anything. It's just, it's just beautiful. But instead, here I am yelling at my son because he just destroyed or, or messed up the last working leaf blower. And both of us just frustrated because we're staring at this giant uh, yard filled with all these leaves that neither one of us really want to mess with. And I thought... What's the real cost of doing this ourselves versus paying someone? And what could we be doing? When you think about all of this equipment and all of the time, all of the bagging leaves is the worst thing. And the reality is, if you contract it out, someone else puts the crew together. They can yell at each other. They can be angry with each other. The, the, the crew management is what the benefit of contracting something out. The maintenance of the equipment, the efficiency alone of a crew that is doing it every day that knows what they're doing. And they just come in and do it and they do a great job. And then you just pay them. It has to be. It absolutely has to be that contracting this out, having a landscaping company come in and handle these leaves is a better deal. The reality is, though, what do I do with these four not working leaf blowers? I cannot throw them away. I can't throw them away, but the math is there where it's it's 
$100 to have them fixed, $150. If you take it to the lawnmower repair guy, and let's say they're going to put a spark plug in it, and somehow they have the magic touch to get it started, I can go buy a spark plug. I can put a spark plug in. I can put the right gas oil mix thing in. I can get it there. And you break your arm trying to get these things going. You try to pull that cord, and you're pulling. And now my even Monday morning, here I am in the studio. And now my, I can feel it. Nobody feels bad for the guys. Here I am whining. My arm hurts. But again, that's a cost. That, that's, a, that's a little bit of pain. What am I saving by trying to do these leaves ourselves? And frankly, what am I doing trying to maintain all of this equipment? There is a little bit of it's, it's my house. It's, you know, I should be doing this. There is a little bit of laziness you might feel in contracting it out. Like, well, we can do this in-house. You would certainly save money if we just did it ourselves. But I have to, I have to think it through. And I do have, I will admit, and I, uh, a bit of a hoarding issue. I like collecting things. I do like, I mean, it's, you know, you go out to the barn and you open the door and you look and you go, okay, we've got lawnmowers, we've got leaf blowers. You know, you feel like you have stuff. What is this need to feel like we have stuff. Is there is there some fear that if you had this house and then it snowed and you didn't have a leaf blower or a, a snow blower, or if the leaves fell really fast and you're going to have, you know, you're going to miss the Fairlawn leaf pickup day and you got to get all these leaves together fast, you don't have a leaf blower, you're going to have to go out and buy one. What is this fear that we have of not having things when we need them? And where are we going to get things on a moment's notice? What if the store is closed? What is this fear? So I've been helping with a, another family uh, that lives down the street from us, and it's a single mom and a couple of kids, and they're friends with my son, and they're just the most wonderful kids in the whole world, and, and this uh, real nice lady. And um, so she was a foster mom, and these are foster kids, and, you know, she, she adopted them. And uh, so I don't know if I should even be talking about this, but... There's her story. I'm telling her story now to the world. But she's a pretty amazing lady. And in her retirement, she became a foster parent and uh, widowed. And uh, so the, here's this, this widow at age uh, 68. She started uh, taking in kids, and, and she adopted these, these four kids. And so I'm helping her get her basement in order. And so it was kind of fun that the kids came down to our house and they did some of the leaves and then they got bored with that. And I said, well, why don't we go work on your house and kind of go through things and maybe clean up the basement a little because they have an area in the basement that could be a nice rec room. So the middle of winter when they got nothing to do, maybe we could set up. There's an air hockey table down there and a pool table that were in storage. And we had to start going through all of their stuff and we had to start making decisions about what stays and what goes. And these kids are now teenagers or, or preteens, and that basement is filled with items from when they were toddlers. And, you know, you look at this stuff and you think, this is nice stuff. And it's sitting in storage. And I'm looking at it going, why don't we see if we can certainly give it to Goodwill? It's a wonderful organization. You give it to Goodwill, you find another family in need. I have found, and this is therapeutic, I have found the free section on Craigslist is incredible. Frankly, I think I'm about ready to just put all these leaf blowers on the free section of Craigslist. They would be gone in a second. 
But again, if we're really out to save the world or save the planet or make sure things don't unnecessarily wind up in a landfill, the free section of Craigslist is great. And as I was going through all the things in the neighbor's house and helping the kids get everything organized, uh, we did some give away some things on Craigslist and we did this free. And I started to think about, again, why do we have all these things? And what did these things cost when they were new? When you look at a basement full of things, you can automatically put the retail price of that item when it was new on it in your head. You can just see the price tags. So if there's a little baby carriage, you look at that and go, my gosh, to go over to the Target store, Walmart or someplace and buy the baby carriage would be $70. And you start looking around and you realize there's thousands of dollars worth of items. And we've used them. That family used them, and now those items are still good but worthless. They're still good but worthless. And still good but worthless is a very, very challenging thing. And giving away things on Craigslist is work. And again, how much time are we putting into these material items? So here's what we do. We put a whole bunch of stuff out on the driveway. And you put the picture of them on Craigslist under the free item section, and it's free to post the ad. And then you wait, and people will come by and peruse through stuff like a free garage sale and take items. Some people will come by and just take everything. Now, the courteous thing to do here, of course, is to take down the ad immediately. This is hard to do if you leave stuff by a dumpster. Because I've done this where there's a dumpster at our office complex and I've left a few items there that I thought would have value to somebody and they're going to sit for the weekend. I take a picture of them and I put them on Craigslist. The problem with that is people drive for a half hour because you left some old bikes out by the dumpster and then they get there and the kids are excited about the bikes and they find out they're gone. Somebody else got there first. And so it really is first come, first serve, but as a courtesy to people. The best thing to do is to take the ad down, but if you're not there by the dumpster to see the moment the items are gone, somebody's going to text your phone. This is why I use a different phone number when I'm giving stuff away on Craigslist. I've learned this early. I don't want this stuff to go into the landfill. I want to give it away. I want it to go to a good home, but I don't have the time to stand there like a garage sale attendant and, and check people out. I just need to set it by the dumpster and go back to my leaf blowing. So there's a balance here. There's some real serious thought you got to put into how are you spending your time? What's worth what? Should I just, frankly, I probably should just pay somebody to come into that house and take everything and, and sort it out. There are scrap services or the uh, there's people that will do that for you. But there's a little part of me that wants to see every item go to the, the proper place to a good home. And avoid the landfill. And with that, work through the issues you have when you're connected to these items. Somehow you're connected. You can't let it go. I don't know how I have four leaf blowers that don't work. But this is where we're at. And I will tell you that the process of working through all of this whether it's the organization like the Home Depot or the Sears Craftsman and their call center, makes you think about uh, business and how we're running our businesses. And how, how is it possible 
that you're saving any money at all by setting up these call centers. After that experience that I had with the leaf blower, I started to think that maybe, just maybe, you would make the same amount of money, the same amount of profit, if you simply had a service center and people brought their items in. That's old school. That's the old day. But to go online and make the service appointment or to call and the call center is out of the country, is is the money savings uh, use the, the currency rate of exchange so vast that they can really maximize profits by outsourcing their call center in this way? Because I have to think, uh, 30 minutes on the phone, I got to think they lost money already. I, I haven't paid them a dime. I feel like they've already lost money. Lots to think about in terms of doing it in-house, contracting it out. You got to do the math. You got to feel like what's right for you. I have a lot of fun on these podcasts. I hope you enjoy listening. I like to bring up some fun topics that are sometimes uh, a little off topic and sometimes brings us right where we need to be. So with that, I thank you for listening. I hope that you find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Mosier Media. Of course, here we are on YouTube, youtube.com slash Mosier Media. And of course, on Instagram and Twitter at Mosier Media. This has been the Mosier Media Podcast. Here we are in Fairland, Ohio, mid-October. And I thank you for listening.